This is Biz, and if hosting One Bad Mother for over 10 years has taught me anything, it's that parenting is hard and nobody gives a shit. So belly up to the low bar, where fine is good enough and you'll never feel alone. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, it's my sister! So turn your volume down. Helen Ellis is here to talk about her new book, Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge. Hello, sister! Hello, sister! Hello, sister! Um, okay, it is so hard for me to ask who lives in your house because I just watched a little segment on the Today Show the Today Show, where I know who was in your house. Yes. And that was Jenna Bush. <laughs> Let me tell you, I knew it was coming, but I said I would believe it when I saw it. So, like, producers came and scouted out the apartment, and then I did a pre-interview, and then at 8 a.m. last Monday, three young, strapping oh cameramen showed yes. up with about... 12 huge body size bags of camera equipment to make me look <laughs> as good as I could look. And at 1140, oh my God. a bunch of us are standing in the living room <laughs> and Jenna Bush walks into the apartment and oh I say, sweet Jesus, Jenna Bush is in my apartment <laughs> and starts sobbing. <laughs> on the zoom in the back room for work and he had said if you need to you know come in just knock gently and i'll i'll turn off the screen and everyone in his office saw a blur of hysterical wife just <laughs> speeding past him and peek to get the tissue box anyway but then i calmed myself down and it was enjoy- enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> so uh for those of you who when you follow anytime uh hello michelle helen ellis AKA Helen Michelle. Helen Michelle uh, to all my readers and friends. That's, that's right. She has a brand new book. It's out. It's out right now. By the time you're listening to this, it's out. But oh my God, to kick off her book release, she was on the Today Show. In Not the only second you, hour. The second, yeah, you're in the second hour. The 8.50 slot. That was the good spot after oh. the swim dresses. Holy Okay, well, first, a couple of weeks ago, Jenna Bush, like, yours was the very first book picked for her book club. Not book club. Let's not oh, go sorry. crazy. But uh, okay. for her I don't summer book picks. I was summer one of many. Picks. I mean, not to belittle my wonderful thrill of being a today show, but not the book club. Club, right. Sorry, sorry. Emma Strobe, who That's is right. a fabulous writer, yes. whose father... Peter Strobe passed last year. And Peter Strobe, I just love yeah. his horror books. And I love Emma Strom's book. And she has now two bookstores in Brooklyn, Books Are Magic. And so she goes on the Today Show from time to time and suggests books. And she suggested my book. It and that made me very happy. Crazy. And Jenna snatched it. <laughs> I know. Jenna snatched it out of her hand like a five-year-old trying to get a cupcake. It was, yes. and we're going to talk, it's just very exciting. Who's on and the Today we're, Show? It just aired, and we're both just high as kites. Yeah, we're high. As our father mentioned the fact that the first word out of my mouth was Viagra. Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You very nicely not mentioned it, but I will tell you that 
you know, you, you of course appear in the book as you always appear in my books. <laughs> and a year ago, maybe over a year ago, you know, Lex and I came out for just a visit, big visit. And I'd sent you and mama, those are my readers. Papa you know, looks for his name. Right. <laughs> and then says yes or no. But I remember walking with mama and mama saying, oh, Helen Michelle, so many women are going to be happy to hear about Viagra. <laughs> I, I, I'm so just aware of how happy she would be through all this, but I feel like she's with me. I do. I just feel so happy and I'm so happy that she read it a year ago and I'm so happy that she's just all in the book. I know. Well, she's, I consider this show an homage to mama Mm -hmm. and papa, Mm -hmm. but your writing, they've always been in the book. And she, like her greatest gift, and I know we have talked about this, was to say, don't write as if your mother's going to read it. And you, that's a hard thing to to still do. I mean, it's nice that you get permission, but it doesn't <laughs> but I, do. I, I do. You I do. I do write, write as if she's going to read it. I do. You know, I wonder if it will change. But no, I do write as if she's going to read it because... Like I say, as you know, I write about you and your family and Papa, and I really do try to be honest and funny and kind. Like, yeah. for me, I don't have to tell the worst story that's ever happened to me. Right. You know, right. sometimes... Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, plenty of other I mean, people I could, who can I share could. those horrible yes. stories about themselves. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I just don't... <laughs> and as a writer, I don't want to spend time in a place that I have (laughs) taken great pains to get out of in therapy. (laughs) So yeah, I just want to write about the good, you know, the good times. So I'm really, really happy that she read it and that, I mean, and that she's just in it so much. She's Um, all over it. It's like the scene in Poltergeist where the mom (laughs) smells the sweater. I can smell her. her. I can smell her air de temps. Yeah. And so many people have said that to me. Like a lot of people, when she passed, wrote to me and said, we feel like we know her even if we haven't met her. Because not only is she in my books and on your podcast as a constant inspiration and touchstone, you know, we just verbally tell our friends about her all the time. So she's definitely with us for this. (laughs) Yeah, no, I well, I know. It is both a gift and hard to read it mm-hmm. sometimes. I, I mean, well, I'll tell you, I was, I read the audiobook. Yeah. And she passed the day after, after I finished reading the audiobook. And I was, you and I were texting. I would, because I was completely offline and I'm yeah. in this little booth, you know, so every couple of hours I would come out of the booth and I would just check. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so she, I, I thought that, you know, there's a piece in the book called Permanent Vacation Plans, and it's all about how we plan for our death. And I wrote it before she was diagnosed. Yeah. And she really sort of stuck to the plan that she said yep. that she always would. But I thought that is going to be the hardest thing for me to read out loud. And it was actually very easy. The hardest thing for me to read out loud. <laughs> Yes. Was a line in the Viagra piece where I had to say the words, why I won't do it 
in airport bathrooms because it sounds like C, it smells like C32C took a jalapeno popper dump and it took me 20 tries to say jalapeno popper dump. How that sound? Why now is that not a t-shirt? That's it. Everybody make that sign so that when you go see Helen on book tour, you can hold up a sign that says jalapeno yeah. popper dump. JPD. <laughs> So, you have written, this is your your third collection of essays, personal essays, all true. And even when you wrote fiction, and I know you're still going to write, I'm just saying, your previous fictional books, sometimes people found them unbelievable, even though (laughs) as a reader, I believed it. And now... That you're writing these essays that are more personal, only because I have lived through several of your stories, do I know that they are not fictional? <laughs> and I, I, with this one, like, it's one thing to write about growing up and friends and like the parties and, and all that kind of stuff, but this is about you and. A husband. My husband. Your, your husband. brother-in-law. Your brother-in-law. My brother-in-law. <laughs> brother-in-law. That's right. Sing the song. I am. But he, <laughs> it's almost the opposite of the, that like Southern advice that you're like raised with. Not necessarily that mama ever said it to us, but that like was culturally part of it, which was you don't talk about your husband. Right? And... Your own personal motto is keep a little mystery. There is a little mystery. Well, he's never, in 30 years, he's never seen me on a toilet. <laughs> that is that is your gift. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, there is definitely some mystery. I go off every two weeks to have my hair, quote unquote, deep conditioned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well done, quote. <laughs> but uh, I grew up with that you don't talk about your marriage. But as a 52-year-old, I wish more people had talked to me about their marriage. You know, when I wrote my first nonfiction book, Southern Lady Code, I wrote a piece called Free to Be, You and Me and Child Free. Mm -hmm. And it was a piece I wish someone had written when I was in my 30s, saying it is okay not to have children. Because again, we're Southern ladies, and and really any lady, I think, is raised with that expectation to have children. And I wish someone had told me four or five years ago that Viagra is very enjoyable. (laughs) It is very enjoyable. It's the most prescribed drug out there. Somebody is taking it, although no one is admitting to it. I do not understand why. But every time it's me saying, not in any sort of explicit way, but... Here's a little a little secret that I wish someone had told me. Mama certainly never <laughs> told me about that. <laughs> no, but Mama did. Mama did say that you did not. She did not have us to have grandchildren. When I was 38 years old, of course I, you know, thought about having children. Who? What woman yeah, doesn't? I mean, if, you it, do, yeah, if you don't, you have to control that. If you don't have yeah. children, you have to stop that. Yeah. And I was 38, and I remember. We had lunch at John's Pizzeria before seeing Next to Normal on Broadway. And it was all about manic depression. Yay! Very enjoyable. And um, I was saying to her, you know, what do you think? And 
she said to me, I didn't have children to have grandchildren. And it really set me free. And like I say in the book, and like I say to young women who talk to me now, because a lot of women want to talk about that, it is the nicest surprise of my life. Um, not having children, although I love my nieces. I know, but you get that. That's all right. That's all right. My I, I can darlings, see. I, can I hop see them up the... on sugar and lipstick and then leave them at, the, at your place. Right. Everybody gets their nails done with Auntie Everybody Helen. Everybody gets their nails done. Yes. Yeah. No, I can see the appeal. I can understand. I, can, I don't wish it upon anybody. Um, but like, well, two things. One, in all it's of It's interesting your... that I am talking about that on the show, but it's for mothers. I yeah, apologize. But it's, no, it's, but see, but duh, we have, actually, first of all, there are plenty of people who don't have kids that listen. And two. Yeah, that's true. I do. Yeah. I mean, and two, I think, I think it, it is important to say, especially on a show that is about life after, you know, kids in your house is that it's okay if you also don't have them. Because I feel like it falls into that camp of, you know, if you have them, then you expect everybody to have them. And like, (laughs) right? And it's like, in fact, none of my friends, like of my core friends, like you don't. Yeah. None of the sketch ladies. ladies. Meet ladies. My two best friends from college, Sherry and Julie. Like It's interesting. We, you know, here in New York, when I go down south, I'm the one who doesn't have children. But here in New York, in our core group of friends, just two of us have children. And the rest of us, as they like to say, are dinks. What is that? D-I-N-C-S, dual income, no kids. Do you mean, do you mean satisfied? <laughs> I tell you, it's like, you know, I said to my friend, my longtime best friend, Patty, you know, I said, oh, I woke up and, you know, I did the Today Show and then I had to go down for a full nap at two o'clock. And she said, what? what? I took a nap at two o'clock? <laughs> and I said, yes, I did. <laughs> well, but it was still, what I was going to say was one of the gifts of having done this show is learning the importance of saying the things that we've been told not to say, even don't talk about your marriage, which mm-hmm. really is code for don't talk about abuse, don't talk about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But not being honest about not wanting and having kids is is a gift. I mean, that is a gift. And yet it still was like, the main thing they kept in your interview on the Today Show. And it's interesting. I, well, this is what I thought it was going to be because it, she, we talked for 45 minutes. I'm straight. sure. I thought it was going to be Viagra, Viagra, Mama died, Viagra. Right. <laughs> because, <laughs> because she, they went down this road of, I know you probably know this, but we have a marriage motto or a marriage yeah. mantra that we change all the time. Like years ago, I gave Lex cufflinks, and now we have a little tiny chalkboard where I write the mantra, and it said, be the boy, because he was such a workaholic, and yeah. he would say things like, should I go to the park? It's going to be muddy. I want to play softball, but then I have to edit a story. And I would say, what would the 10-year-old boy <laughs> say? Right. He would not care about that. And I said this just yesterday, because the Puerto Rican Day Parade was going right past the park, <laughs> and it jams up, you know, it jams yeah. up Fifth Avenue, and he says, I don't want to go to fight my way through the Puerto Rican Day Parade to go to the park. I said, 
what would the 10-year-old boy say? And he put his, you know, mitt on and he left. (laughs) But recently, for five months or so, what was written on the chalkboard was, this too shall pass. And that was my, and Lex's mantra through Mama's death was, this too shall, the pain, this too shall pass. And recently, we changed the mantra to let's get lost because he started a new job that has to do with travel. And the man never leaves New York City. Never leaves New York City. I have this book coming out. And, you know, there's also a thing where you say make it happen and let it happen. So I've made it happen. Now, whatever's going to happen with the book is going to happen. So let's let's get lost. But we went down this road of this too shall pass. And of course, you know, I talk about mama and just tears streaming on my face, tears streaming down Jenna Bush's face. So they cut that. (laughs) (laughs) They kept Viagra, Viagra. What else? It was the kid. It was that you don't have no kids. And she she asked me, you know, she said, you know, I want to, if you don't have to answer this, if you don't want to. And she asked me the question, like, Why did you choose not to have children? And it was a big, you know, what I just said to you throughout this podcast is probably what I said to her. But she said she had a friend who was, her oldest friend was struggling with that decision. So so that's why she asked it. But yeah, so it's Viagra, Viagra, no kids, Viagra. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Helen Michelle's byline for the book. That's my week. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a story in this collection that you were on the fence about putting in or was hard to write obviously not the viagra one so i mean there's like <laughs> that was the first one that's what sold the book <laughs> yeah everybody has a price and uh, yeah. double day nine the price for me to write about lexus uh, beautiful penis right <laughs> Again, I'm much more graphic right now than I am in the book. Um, So it was the hardest piece for me to write. I would say the hardest piece for me to write might have been the death planning piece, permanent vacation plans, because it's something that we all talk about. It's definitely something that you have to talk about in marriage. And our family, even again before Mama was diagnosed, have always talked about death and how we want to be treated, you know, as we're going out and after we go out very funnily and in a joking manner, because that's sort of how we cope. We cope with a sense of humor, you know, like mama always said, you know, (laughs) I'm the official plug puller. Yeah, you're the plug puller. And you always said, Helen Michelle's going to walk into the hospital and just yank the air conditioning cord off. Oops. (laughs) Just going to start pulling out cords. (laughs) Mama, that's the air conditioner, Helen Michelle. (laughs) And then I wanted to write about... Lex, you know, dealing with his grandmother's death. Yeah. and Which was a very different... Very different experience. Very different experience. So that was difficult for me to write about, but I was very happy. And a lot of people appear in it because friends appear in all these yeah. stories. And that one, there were a few people that did not want their names used or I changed their sex because they were some great lines. I have a friend who appears and said a great line you know like a lot of friends some of my friends are not married and so they even if they are married they have not their husbands or not their parents as their plug pullers and I said oh I'll be your plug puller (laughs) to my friend and she said okay that'd be great but just so we're clear a cane is okay don't kill me if I have to walk with a cane (laughs) 
and that's gold. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike our parents who were like, oh, do I have to have a walker? Just shoot me right now. And I'm like, Jesus, you only need it for a couple of days. God, it's I that you I drag you down the hallway. Get the wheelbarrow. Get the wheelbarrow. <laughs> a wheelbarrow is fine, but a wheelchair, no. Got no, it. I know. Mama, when she, I mean, oh. this is years ago when, when she had a concussion yeah. years ago, she would not use a walker and yeah. would like sit on her butt and, and go down the driveway, scoot yeah. down the driveway to get the mail. But I will tell you, when she had a walker in the last few months of her life, I thought she had a very regal attitude towards that you know she she was so beautiful she was so beautiful up until the end and she would you know stand up and put her back up and be guided on that walker from one room to the next and I thought she just looked so beautiful and regal and at the same time very you know childlike in the best innocent way so you never know how it's going to go but but when people tell you what they want you know Except what they want. It. That's what I yeah. <laughs> give them yeah. anything that they want. You do it. That's right. Yeah. 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 Because that was a, I mean, this is the only place I'm talking about mama, you know, because it's you. But for her to say, you know, I don't want to fight the cancer. You know, this yeah. is the way I want to go was a gift to us. It I was know. a gift to us because we all were able to cope. We were all able to prepare. It's what she wanted. And I from my experience, she had a very, you know, peaceful, pain-free, uh, loopy. But, oh, <laughs> but Lord, by the end, okay. she was, she and I sang verses of Lydia, Lydia, have you oh, seen yes. Lydia? Now that the baby is out, now that Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge is out, you're on book tour. Yes. I'm so happy to be back on book tour because, you know, no book tour last book because of the, of the thing we do not say. (laughs) (laughs) What, perimenopause? I'm just kidding. COVID. I say that. COVID. Um, Yeah. But have you started getting any response from the book, from readers or, yeah, who are like. Very happily. You know, some people write because they know what will sell or they think they know what right. will sell. And I write what is a compulsion. You know, I write <laughs> to get it out. You know, I have to yeah. tell you about it. And I'm so lucky that I have a publisher and I have a readership that want to hear that. <laughs> but what I've really been happily hearing is that, oh, it's so nice to read about a happy marriage. Yeah. Because so much out there is about not happy marriages. Because a lot of us are very happily married. I know you are. I, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, and a lot of my friends are. And it's just nice to read about funny, happy, quiet things writ large, I guess. Yeah, well, you guys talked, you and you and Jenna Bush. Yes, me and Jenna Bush. You and We're best, best friends friend, now. You and BFF. <laughs> Jenna Bush, yeah, uh, you talked about the small things, yeah, as part of you know a, a healthy relationship, and mm-hmm. I do think it's true that like people are sold this idea of the giant displays. Of, oh well, it's Valentine's Day, yes, and so. This Let's go cool. up in a hot air balloon. Let's go up in a hot air balloon. Or I'm going to get you all these. Let me show you. While, you know, 
between Stefan's like notes in the bathroom sometimes for me. They're like like little post-it notes that are just very nice things or all the different small ways he mm-hmm. should like I'm excited to hear readers share the intimate little love languages that they share with them because like you and Lex have always had such a and what's nice is it's taken me all these years but I now believe that Lex actually enjoys all of this and is not being marched through it by you. We are making Valentine's Lex. But like, I know that. He would much rather stay home and get down with the glue stick than have to take me out in New York City (laughs) Valentine's Day evening. Yes. (laughs) Although we had to, we used to always do Valentine's fondue and sex because it's Valentine's Day. We had to cut out the cheese fondue. Because we are now 52. So we had to, to cut that out. But yeah, it's, and you speak of like how we're trained to do like big grand gestures. I mean, how many forest fires have been started by gender reveals? Oh my God, too <laughs> and, many. And, and with Instagram. And, yeah. you know, Instagram, that's what I am on. So I can't speak to, to the TikTok or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, Instagram's what I'm on. And whenever I see so much posting about, a relationship, it makes my hackles go up because, you know, I never have put my husband's face out there. I barely put my face out there. I don't even use his name in the books. Yeah. The most romantic thing to me is our privacy. So even though I write about him, we hold so much to ourselves, you know, especially like part of the book, most of the book was written during the pandemic and we were locked down in these, these four rooms of this apartment and it became such a, a haven for us, and I was so happy in it. And it is, it is four rooms, but like everywhere I look, you know, there's a small piece of art, or there's a Valentine that lives out and about, or there's, you know, plants. Or right now, my favorite thing in the apartment is a little bus. It's a little metal bus that you and I got together when we were at the Rose Bowl flea oh, market yeah. a year ago. And you knew the guy, you know, in one of the booths. I can't remember, but there was a little tin bus <laughs> that, you know, was like a Pan Am airport bus. And it's it's like it's even shorter than my thumb. And it lives amongst the plants as a little reminder of fun times. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's shift into the genius and fails so everybody stick around because we're going to be right back with genius and fails one bad mother is supported in part by bombas bombas you know they make socks because that's all I ever talk about. (laughs) But they also make clothing designed for warm weather. From soft, breezy layers you can move in with ease, which is really what you want from clothing. There is not a foot in this house that does not live in a Bomba's sock. I love them. And that is the exact same quality that they bring to their t-shirts and underwear, which is why I love supporting Bombas because for every item you purchase from Bombas, Bombas donates another comfy item to someone who is in need. 
Go to bombas.com slash badmother and use code badmother for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash badmother, code badmother. My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security! Uh, uh, listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of forever! Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. And we're back! Genius. Oh my God, that's fucking, <gasps> fucking genius. genius. All right. <laughs> My genius, it's summer. I don't know if you uh, know, it's horrible. I hate summer, not because of the weather, but because of activities with children. And like Stefan and I have vaguely different opinions on summer foods, (laughs) summer activities. I'm like, Cheetos and TV all day. You're all right. We all right. We did that. We're okay. Look at us. Yes. As the world turns. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Oh, my God. That's right. These are the days of our life. I don't have a wrinkle on my face because I stayed inside every summer. <laughs> summer. In the glow of the RCA television. <laughs> my genius is this. I've told Stefan they shouldn't work in the house. Oh, that is a genius. That is genius. They, yeah, they Has need- he found some place to go? Well, we right work? now he's going to the library for his Good. non-meeting time. Good. But when he has meetings, we still have to solve that problem, but we're going to work on it. So my genius is he doesn't need to know what happens at home. That's right. That's That's right. That's good. I like that. It's a mystery. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Do you... (laughs) I think, gen- my geni- I think my genius is <laughs> that I wrote a book about <laughs> That's number one. Number two is I wrote a book about how much I love my husband. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's pretty genius. <laughs> that's, that's way better than getting him out of the house so that oh, you can stuff your kids full of Pop-Tarts. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. I will count yeah. that as a genius. It's very yeah. good. This is a genius. So when my cat was recovering from surgery, I bought a pack of these little puppy pad drop cloth things that are about 24 inches by 24 inches. And I just put them down in all the places where the cat likes to lay so that her surgical wound didn't get disgusting goo on the places she likes to lay. So, well, that was a little bit of a genius to start off with. But after the cat recovered, I had this giant pack of puppy pad drop cloth singers and I started using them for everything. I used them to change the 
kid's diaper. I pack them in the car and in the diaper bag <laughs> so I can just set him down and change him wherever. And if we get poop skids, it's no big deal. It just goes in the trash along with everything else. I put them down anywhere the kids are going to sit and make a mess. They're great. I'm going to have to buy more. <laughs> Thanks. You're doing a great job, Biz. Bye. Thank you. I think that was exactly for me because I, we have two cats. Well, one of the one of whom is an old ass cat. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if you if you could see if I could point the camera towards the edge of this room, you would see a very thin strip of Reynolds wrap all along the side <laughs> of the of the room between the rug and the wall because Big Boy has taken to relieving himself <laughs> on the hardwood along the edge of the wall, and so I, the tinfoil has stopped <laughs> that. And just another. Uh, cat shit story since that's what we're talking about so um i come home this weekend you're hearing this first like so you're gonna use that in an interview and i said yes i am i come home (laughs) yesterday and we're gonna go back out and i said all right i need 20 minutes to get myself ready what smells what smells in here and i go (laughs) to my bedroom and i go into our bathroom and there is what looks to be four lumberjack fingers of cat shit in the tub Solid. And I yell out, oh my God, the cat shit in the tub. And Lex says, well, I guess she'll need 25 minutes. <laughs> Isn't he cute? Oh, good. Good job, cat shitting in the tub. I know. That's I mean, a good job. You, one douse of Gina Tay and the smell is gone. Yeah, <laughs> Gina Tay. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a miracle worker. Well, you are doing a good job using your puppy pads. That is genius. Yes. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Okay. It's a really, uh, I don't personally see this as a failure. I see it as good parenting. Uh, So we had this like rug that, you know, in our den that, you know, I'd gotten from like Wayfair or something like a million years ago on a sale. I don't care a whole lot about the rug. The rug is lived on. I have seen this rug. Yes. Several, a couple of years ago, the kids were really into a cartoon show called Gravity Falls. Highly recommend it. It's very funny. But in it, uh, there is a villain, Bill uh, Cipher, and there's a whole, like, I'm going to say, like, think pentagram, but oh. it's more of a, you know, a drawing to trap Bill. Less occulty. Yes. And I, the kid, thank you. And the kids are like really into it. And I, one of the things I'm trying to teach the children, I've been trying to teach them for a long time, is stop asking for permission. Okay. Oh, no. Like, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you just got to do it. And then, like, I, I know, but like, stop asking me if you can, like, they're like, we want to like set a trap in the house. We want to, pa-. I was like, can we do it on the back side of the rug? And I was like, listen, here's, here's the deal. One, stop asking if you can do that. Two, do it. Just go do it. Never mention it. Okay, fast forward. I have no idea if they do it or not. 
fast forward a couple of years uh, to now, and the rug is so gross, and I'm so tired of that nasty rug. And I decide I'm going to get one of those ruggables, right, that you can throw in the wash. I know, it's a rug. And there was a really fun designer, and so it has (laughs) Do you need a bath mat? (laughs) Yeah, basically, but it's eight by by nine, and it's got like flamingos and all these exotic birds and it's well, you're gonna post a picture post a picture i will and i get it yeah. and i pull up the other rug and as i'm pulling up the other rug i hear ellis begin to yell no 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 and <laughs> yes <gasps> it is painted <gasps> oh oh two some of that paint has transferred to the hardwood floors <gasps> three stefan had not been aware of it and so to keep ellis calm i just said keep it down yeah. And I fold up the thing the opposite way so you can't see it. And I go to take it out. Now, to throw it away. Yeah. And, th- and then yeah. they're all like, what's this on the floor? I'm like, it's probably, Stefan's mm-hmm. like, it's water damage. I'm like, yep, probably. Yes, yeah, that's what it is. It's water damage. It's water damage. That's what that cat so, piss is. That's water right. Damage. Water damage. So we yeah. put all the, the new rug down, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, Stefan has gotten the great idea of taking the old nasty rug and putting it out in the garage in our little movie theater area. And Ellis and I are snuggling and like reading and you suddenly hear, what is this? Why is there a thing from Gravity Falls on the back of this rug? And Ellis is like, oh no. And I said, is there? (laughs) And that's the end of the story. The lesson is you burn it. I know. Unless it is burn it right away. Burn the evidence so right I should away. Have, I should, exactly. The fail is I let it live in the house longer than it should. But you know what? Good marriage. We just never <laughs> talked about it. Again, Stefan knew to walk away. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. All right. So my fail is, again, from this weekend. So, again, Southern Lady Code, like the whole thing of me writing nonfiction came from the fact that I wrote a piece for Modern Love called mm-hmm. Making a Marriage Magically Tidy about how I became a recovering slob mm-hmm. to save our marriage. And people ask me, do you ever <laughs> relapse? <laughs> and I did this oh. weekend. Lex goes, <laughs> Lex walks into the kitchen and there is a half-eaten <laughs> piece of oh. pound cake laying on the floor. <laughs> just started dying laughing because I mean it was in my mouth I don't know what happened I guess it fell out I guess it just fell out and I walked away from it oh (laughs) see I would like to I would like to think that for some reason we did clean as children and I I know that we didn't because when Stefan is out of town for like two especially now that the kids are older and I've really just decided my time is more valuable than cleaning. Mm-hmm. When Stefan is gone, I just look around by like the end of day two and I'm like, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. It's you. It's, it's like, you. There's, it's Stefan constantly, like, the kids constantly are like, all right, put your dishes away. Okay. And they just put it on the sink and they walk oh. away. And I'm like, I know that goes in this way. And then I, I'm looking at that as I put my dish in the sink. Right. I'm like, <laughs> it's all me. They get, they learned it from me. And I just realized, oh, Helen Michelle's a slob because I am a slob. I will leave oh, the no. strangest thing. I am. See, I am a slob. Like some people are an alcoholic yes. or Catholic. You know, like, yeah. I, 
Ah, <laughs> uh, it's in me. It's in me. It's in you. I am. I have to play games with myself yeah. constantly. Where it's like, all right, I'm going to leave this room. I have to take one, one thing. I'm holding up a lipstick. One thing with me. I just need to take one thing into the other room, and then I take one thing from that room. And sometimes I get myself to do it by listening to, you know, horror yeah. podcasts, oh. conspiracy. Theory podcasts, occult podcasts, yes. bizarre things that keep me cleaning. Or what is the other thing I was going to say? I don't know. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Well, the clutter of my mind. You are doing a horrible job. Slob, slob. <laughs> keeping food in your mouth. Keeping up with I, the it food. It was in my mouth. It was in my mouth. Anyway. All right. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Hi, I'm calling with a fail. This is a Friday folder fail. You know, my kid is supposed to have this Friday folder in his backpack, and he's supposed to bring things home, and you know how Friday folders work, I would imagine. Uh, I really don't know how they work because I wasn't getting a Friday folder, and the teacher would send emails to the class about, look in the Friday folder, you'll have X, Y, Z. And I usually wouldn't. Sometimes if there was something specific, I would ask my kid about it, and he would usually um, just have it loose in his backpack. And I just honestly didn't worry about it too much. Uh, Well, today I found just like a black hole of paperwork, and I'm going through it. It's so embarrassing. And I found four, four folders with my child's name on them. Apparently the teacher has sent four different folders home and they just don't make it to me and I haven't bothered to investigate and I my kid just keeps throwing them in this black hole apparently Mm. so embarrassed yeah I gotta apologize to the teacher and uh do a better job with this all right you're doing a great job bye-bye oh my god shame 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 you are so I am familiar with the like homework folder or the. I have different, no idea what's yeah. being talked about. Every by the way. teacher or school at different ages has different ways of getting information home to parents. Emails, you would think, would be the logical uh, choice, but no one reads emails. Ooh. No one, just no one reads them. They really don't. Oh, yeah, it's it's true. As a writer of emails, no one reads them. And to be fair, I get it. You get a lot of fucking emails. And when there are kids in your house, you suddenly get a whole lot more emails. And you're like, eh, <laughs> it doesn't say fire on it, so I'll come back to it. Uh, or they send it home in folders. Like there is homework folders where you would then find your child. Like a real file folder. Like a real. Would oh, you have like one a right there? Three ring binder. <laughs> no. I, like, pull up. I know. It could be like a, like a, like a essay folder to anything uh-huh. that's got pockets and holds papers. Ooh. It comes home. And some schools go as far as, like, the children have to bring it back, sign it in, and stick it in a slot. See, now that was Raiden's kindergarten teacher did that, right? Kindergarten? I know. I was a little What could they possibly be telling you? I know. I know. That's the lesson. ABCs and how to clock in and out. That's (laughs) right. How to clock in and out. Get ready. Yeah, but I love... Line work. I do not... I'm also bad at checking the folders. Ours was a homework folder. That was the only folder that came home. And Mm -hmm. I just assumed that, and I'm sure this is how many uh, parents are, if somebody is not calling you directly saying your child is seriously disrupting or doing something, (laughs) yeah, it's not going to look. 
can't be anything yeah. that important. And yeah, I'm with you. My, call I, me. Yeah, call Don't me. be afraid to just, just call me. Call me. <laughs> I, Ellis just never did their homework because you know what? I just <gasps> didn't want to make that child do their homework. It wasn't hard, but I mean, honest to God, in our house, that's not a thing that kid's going to do on their own. And I just was like, I am in the middle of like losing my mother and like just being in this world and I am tired. I don't give a damn about a diorama. I, I know. I don't give two shits about that. That kid can spell and you do can math. take those popsicle sticks and shove them with a That's right. So... Shame, shame. All the parents are talking about you. The teachers obviously have a board where they've listed your name and will take this out on your child uh, throughout their entire educational career. You should feel horrible. You're doing a horrible, horrible job. <laughs> Helen Michelle, you're not doing a horrible job. Not today. I'm so proud of my sister. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so Thank proud. Thank you. The latest book is Kiss Me in the Coral Lounge, Intimate Confessions from a Happy Marriage. Though, you know, I get the insight of all the potential covers. And <laughs> this cover is growing on me, but there were a lot of bad covers that came through. We're not going to talk about those. But it's still, I like that the cover of this book looks like you have been on the receiving end of Viagra. Yes, that's correct. That's that the, is... that's what we were going for. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. And talking Thank you for me. having me. Everybody. It was always fun. We're going to link everybody up to where you might be able to see Helen Michelle on their book tour. Please come see me yeah, in real come. life. Yeah, go see please. her in real life. Lots of a few secrets from Elizabeth's or Biz. Biz's oh God, marriage. Yeah, yeah, if you do not want <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the secrets are gone in this show. If anybody learns something That's new true. Uh, in That's a book true. about me, I That's am true. impressed. All right. I love you, Helen Michelle. Love you, Elizabeth. Bye. Bye, Gabe. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Okay, everyone. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, Biz. This is a mom having a breakdown. I am very unsatisfied with my job. And I've been looking for a job for eight months. And I must apply to two jobs a week at a minimum. And I'm still stuck in the same job doing the same thing at a rate at a pay rate that is just not acceptable and is 
far lower than my male colleagues, which of course makes me feel like shit and undervalued, and I just can't seem to get out. I can't get out. It doesn't matter how many jobs I apply to, how many types of jobs I apply to, I can't seem to leave. And it's seeping into the rest of my life, and I don't know what to do about it other than just keep going, and that's very disheartening because I must have applied to a 100 jobs by now. And what am I supposed to do? I don't have the money to get more education. I don't have the time to get more education. I don't have the luxury of just quitting my job, even though it is crushing my soul, because I have kids who need food and a roof over their heads. And so I'm stuck doing this job that I hate, that I have to pretend that I like so that I can continue to have it. And it sucks. And it just feels bad. It just feels bad. That's it. I'm just having a bad day. Thanks for the show. First of all, you're doing a good job. And, I, you know, I, didn't, I don't think we talk enough about work. I mean, we talk about, like, work-life balance and what a joke that is. And we talk about it in sort of these remote ways. But when kids get in your house, the flexibility when it comes to career choices or career movement or, or any of it, it becomes very complicated. It is an extra emotional weight or burden that you are carrying around with you when you hate your job because parenting is very hard and coming home even to people that you truly truly love can be demanding and leave you tired or leave you upset or even just having your kid blow up at you once and we all know Kids just kind of roll through that and then emotionally fine. And we're still carrying around their anger or their sadness or like whatever it brought up for us. And then you get to go to work and it's a place that you hate. And look, I can, we can all sit there and yell advice. Okay. But I swear I went to sleep the other night thinking I wanted to make a comic strip that was called, I already tried that. And it's just, Somebody in a situation and then people telling them like stuff they obviously already tried. The clicker doesn't work. Did you did you push the button? By the way, we call remote controls clickers. The printer's broken. Did you plug it in? Fuck you. Right? Like my child won't sleep. Did you try uh, co-sleeping? Did you try crying it out? Did you try no screens? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I tried it. I did. I did. I just want to tell somebody how much I fucking hate it. Well, that's what this space is for. And you hate your job and you hate that you don't get paid enough and you hate that you feel completely stuck and trapped there. And you very well may be for the time being. All I'm here to do is to say, I see you and I hear you. And I'm really sorry that you are having 
a really fucking bad day. You are doing a good job. Everybody, you're all doing a good job. You really are. What I enjoy so much about talking with my sister, Helen, is that it really can be about the small things. And sometimes in parenting, in work, in relationships, it feels like everything is supposed to be big all the time. A whole day has to be great. But maybe maybe the whole day is not going to be great. But maybe there are some really great moments. And I know that for me, it's those moments that I have to lean into when the day is falling apart and not going the way I want it to. So let's focus on those small things, not like in a weird, mindful overly meditative way, just the small things. Let's go be a small thing for somebody else. Or better yet, let's go be a small thing for ourselves. You're all doing a really good job. The bar does not have to be that high. When the bar is high, it's not very comfortable to sit at and no one's going to hear what it is that you're trying to order. I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, my husband, Stephen Lawrence, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things. And of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash One Bad Mother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.